Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident masshole. And depending on when you watch this, either soon-to-be or just recently college graduate Ian Cusick, joined my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing today, Bryce? I'm doing good. Uh, congrats on the graduation. I think by the time this goes up, you will be in commencement. I don't know what time. I, I, when the episode goes live, I will be getting ready. Like the ceremony. So the ceremony starts at 1 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll be, depending on when this goes live everywhere, though, uh, I might already be in the, I might be about to be in the ceremony, I might be in the ceremony, or I might have just recently got my diploma and officially uh, graduated from college, so that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it deserves a congrats. Uh, Thank you, yes. Started this. Uh, just the summer before sophomore year, and then. <laughs> yeah, I, it's crazy because I I was just about to enter college when we started, and I'm going to my senior year. It is crazy to think. Yeah. But uh, what also is crazy is that uh, we're almost at the NBA playoffs. It's actually not that crazy. It. It's, it is a little bit. It's like it's mid May. Like normally we would be looking at the uh, conference championships right now, or like almost. I I think we're a little early than that because the NBA finals end mid-June. So I think we'd be looking at like maybe second round. Probably end of the second round, yeah. Um, um... So, I mean, for the East, things are a bit more set. Um top six have all clinched like the yeah so we know the top six and it's going to be the sixers and that's bucks hawks heat and for the first time in like ever the, for the new first time York in IWH Knicks, history. definitely because it's been like eight years um and then the playing game will be the play-in teams will be the celtics hornets pacers and the wizards um so this is going to be fun. I, I I know like a couple of weeks ago, people were, were giving shit to Braun about, oh, the playing game sucks. Uh, I think it's stupid. Um, people may have been giving him shit. He's 100% right, though. I, I, I hate the playing game. I think it's stupid. Um, I don't think the... 33 and whatever wizard should be getting a crack at the playoffs. Um, but, you know, this is where we're at. To be fair, I mean, I guess to be fair to the wizards, the bottom, the 8, 9, and 10 seeds are all like 33 and 38. Um, and the Celtics, they're not, you know, that far ahead at 35 and 35. So, like. Yeah. I mean, the Celtics, I got to say, I've been. Very just, it's been a rough season for them. I mean, you got a lot of people 
just flat out upset, you know, like I, I, I don't think it's the Celtics fault. I don't think it's a lack of talent or anything, but um, I mean, this season was just derailed by injury and COVID at some points. I mean, they're the, Oh my God. They were one of those teams that went pretty far in the bubble and every team that went pretty far in the bubble got absolutely demolished by injury. Um, except for like the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets were mostly okay, but like the Lakers barely had AD and Braun this year. Celtics, I don't think they ever had a, a game where their entire top eight was all healthy at once. Um, and the Heat, the Heat were fucking... I mean, they were miserable this year. Even the even the Raptors who uh, went out in the second round, I mean, they were just... Just had a really rough year with injury. Yeah, I mean, it feels like injuries played a much bigger role this season than in the last few seasons, at least. Well, I mean, but, yeah, because the offseason was really short. I mean, yeah, that, that does make sense. Does make sense. It's <laughs> Adam Silver really wanted the revenue, and he risked I mean, a lot of teams' health. That's why we got the play-in game. Yeah, yeah. Little extra revenue, little extra injury risk. You know. I mean, even like I mean, the Celtics really, I think, got it the absolute worst, especially with Jalen Brown getting really injured just recently. Um, I mean, they really paid the price. I, I, not even a price. Like they did, no one had to pay this price. It's just so, it's so stupid. You know what? I'm gonna be honest. I don't think it mattered. I mean, I mean, it could matter down the road though, because Jalen had a oh, really bad injury. Oh no, it's gonna matter down the road. I'm talking about just for playoffs right now. It's not gonna matter. We're still either gonna lose in the playing game. We're gonna lose to. Oh Brooklyn no, the Celtics. The Celtics season is a. It's all over but the crying at this point. Like, the season it, was over well before Jalen was out for the season with his thumb injury. Yes, I, I do think the Celtics are going to very much struggle even if Jalen doesn't get hurt. But, I mean, that's just like, it's just more salt in the wound to lose a player like that. Oh, well, I mean, it is what it is. Hope Jalen gets better. Would love to see him, you know, finish out his contract without having any serious injuries. But I mean, nothing no, we can really I, do about that now. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is now. But like, I mean, this self this season does like put the Celtics in. I I don't really know what direction the franchise wants to go anymore because like it seems the opinion of most. Celtic fans is like Danny Ainge is not doing his job. Brad Stevens is not doing his job. Um, and if people, you know, people start talking like that loud enough, they're gonna, you know, they're something's gonna change. I mean, Brad Stevens almost left for Indiana. Um, I don't know why he didn't. He had offered tons of money. It was like what seven years, seventy million or something like that. Yeah. Coach? It was it was high. I just I don't understand why. Uh, that's the issue with Boston sports is like sometimes ownership is just too damn loyal. 
Like, what has Brad Stevens exactly done to earn I don't this know. much like, love? It's a good question because, like, they have they have not reached the finals under Brad Stevens. They've come close a couple times, sure, but yeah, you know, close only matters in golf and horseshoes. So, like, they have not reached the finals. They have not. I they really the only time they were a threat was the one year where Kyrie was out and they took Braun the seven games, but that Cavs team was fucking terrible and they didn't even win. Um, so I really don't know what Brad Stevens has done to earn like this insane loyalty from Danny Ainge. Cause it's like for some teams, what the Celtics have been doing the last few years would be like phenomenal. Like if the Kings, you know, after all the struggle, we're going to like the conference championship every couple of years and losing. They'd be like, you know what? I I think that's a successful season. I will I will accept this result. But like for the Celtics, who you know are supposed to be tied most you know championships in the NBA, in the NBA, they're this historic franchise. Like that's not cutting it. And I know like. I mean, a few years ago, you could have said it's not cutting it, but the team's not ready yet. They're too young. I mean, there is two legitimate superstars on this team now. Like JT is a superstar. Jalen Brown's borderline. I'd consider Jalen Brown a superstar. I think this season kind of pushed him over the edge. Like there's no excuse to be playing like this, even injury wise, because like. Obviously, yeah, you don't want to lose Kemba, but like Kemba was ass when he was on the court. Um, and it, it also goes back to roster building because I don't think Danny Ainge has done a very good job of that either. Like, I don't think I don't look at that Celtics and think this is a top to bottom solid team. You know, they got like t- nine, ten guys that can go on the court. Honestly, I look at the Celtics, there's like seven guys that can go on that court. You know, it's honestly, not a deep like, team. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see the vision with this team. I don't see like what, what are we trying to, what are we trying to do with this team? Are we trying to, I, I just, I think the starting five, you know, Kemba, Jalen, Tatum, and then whoever the fuck else we're putting in, frankly, I haven't watched a game in at least a month and a half. I'd, I'd love to see Robert Williams get minutes, but he just can't stay healthy for whatever reason. Kemba has been atrocious or really good. That's not something you want from a guy who's making a max deal right now. You can't have you can't have both of those guys. Tatum, little iffy at some points this season, but I mean, when he's on, he's one of the best players in basketball. So yeah, I mean, there's no mistake, and Tatum is. He's going to be a force for years to come. It's it's just a matter of can the Celtics build a team around him and Jalen. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know if Ainge can, man. I don't know. I really don't. I honestly do not think he can, which is ridiculous that what? How, how are you not able to build a team around these two guys? These guys have both proven that they can – be contributors on a championship caliber roster. 
but you're going to tell me your best when this team needs a big the best you can do is Luke Cornette at the trade deadline <laughs> and this canter for a season I just I don't get it I don't, I don't understand it, man. I don't really get it. Drafting-wise, he's been atrocious outside of, like... Outside of the top five, he can't draft. I, he I'll, just can't I'll give him credit it. for Peyton Pritchard. Pritchard has been a nice guy off the bench. But... Yeah, but, like, where's Carson Edwards at? Surprisingly not Maine. <laughs> he, he probably should be. I mean, it's it's just been rough. I know some people are optimistic about Aaron Neesmith. I'm not. He does not look great. Haven't he seen didn't. anything to impress me. Romeo Langford. Haven't seen anything out of him that impresses me. It's it, it's it's just it's rough. Like I love going back to these old drafts and seeing. You know, we took Grant Williams at pick fourteen. When fucking, what's his name? I think Brandon Clark was that draft class. He was two picks after him. Yeah. I don't, I just don't know what he saw in Grant Williams that made him that much better than Brandon Clark. I, just, I don't get it. So. I don't think the West is set yet. Um, at least I don't think so. Um, no, it's not. The West is mostly set in terms of who's in. It, the West is set in terms of who's in and who's not. But it hasn't been determined who all is playing in the play-in yet. Yeah, which... So we'll leave the West alone for now. But um who do you think who do you think deserves MVP this season? Who do I think deserves it this season? I mean, honestly I'm seeing Embiid and I'm seeing like he's making a pretty good case. He's all around offensively and defensively. He's just been fantastic this season for Philadelphia and as much as I despise the city of Philadelphia and their respective sports teams, I mean, I think, I think it's fair to say that Embiid should be MVP this season. I think. Yeah, I I agree with it. I think I, I think Embiid really should be MVP. Man, he's had a phenomenal year. He's been injured a little bit, but. I mean, he's led. He he's been the sole proprietor of the Sixers, getting the one seed, being as good as they are this year. Um, I I think they should give it to Embiid. I mean, you can make a case for plenty of guys here, but I think just at the end of the day, Embiid has just been the best player in basketball this season. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, most uh, most improved player though has been a bit of a controversy. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't even thought about most improved player yet. It's like 
Well, it's 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 pretty much down to three guys. Who do you think? Well, it's down to Michael Porter Jr., Julius Randle, and um, oh, I can't remember his name. Jeremy Grant. I mean, I could see Randall. He went from being a meme that they got in the offseason to a, a legitimate con- contributor on a team that's in the playoffs. I mean, he's more than a contributor. He is the heart and soul of that team, man. I mean, he, he has the highest usage rate, highest player efficiency rating, plays the most minutes, averages the most points, averages the most rebounds. Funny enough, also averages the most assists. Um Best shooting, well, one of the best shooting percentages on the team. Best three-point shooter on the team. Second, eh, not second best. He's a top five three-throw shooter on the team. Like, he he has 40 double-doubles this year. I know that's not a real stat, but, like, still. He has been fucking insane. Um, I think it should go to him or Jeremy Grant. I wouldn't be upset if it went to Jeremy Grant. He's been crazy this year. But the, the, the fact is the Pistons are one of the worst teams in the NBA, despite how good he was. Jer- or, um, Julius Randle elevated the Knicks to, I mean, just uh, not, a, not one of the best teams in the league, but you know they're a playoff team for the first time in eight years, really because of his efforts. So I, really, I think it should go to Julius Randle. But I could see the argument for Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I I'll probably agree with you. I guess, like I said, I haven't really thought much at all about most improved this year, so I'm not going to pretend to be the most informed about what's going on with that. But it's been a really weird and kind of bad NBA season. It's it's just all the injuries are really taking tolls. Well, what else do we have to talk about? Um, how are you feeling about baseball so far? Um, I gotta say, I'm pleasantly surprised with the Red Sox so far. Um, would not have expected this team to be sitting atop the AL East at this point in the season. I know it's only mid-May, but... Frankly, I came into this season with minimal expectations, and this team at least looks like it's showing heart. They haven't played the haven't been playing the best baseball. Like they've had some iffy points this season, but like I, they're definitely above average. I mean, JD Martinez is definitely returning to a uh, form. Bogarts having a great season so far. Um, the pitching has been so so. I'm really not sure how to feel about most of these guys yet. I mean, Evaldi looks fine. Nick Pavetta has actually looks pretty good, which is really weird because I thought I thought he was going to be awful. Uh, Garrett Richards fucking stinks, but I mean, he he just he should be pitching in you know the KBO. Eduardo Rodriguez looks like he's pretty he's good coming back from COVID. I'm pretty happy with him being back. 
bullpen has been fine. You know, it's uh, it's a mixed bag with these guys, but you know, after after the last two seasons, I can definitely accept that uh, I'll take so so over you know whatever that was these last few years. Yeah, I'm honestly a bit surprised. I mean, I feel like the AL East has underperformed as a division. Um, oh, absolutely has. Because I, mean, I don't really... I look at all the teams. I don't really think any of them are really anything special right now. Um, the Yankees have been really up and down. And they're They're pulling out wins now, but, like, they're... I mean, they're really scrapping. They got to give everything for wins against like the Orioles. Um, the Red Sox offense has, I mean, they they have been on fire, especially JD and Bogarts, like you said. Um, I mean, they've just they've just been really, really. They've just been they they look like their old selves. I mean. I don't really know how well everyone else is doing outside of those two, but uh, I just uh, they're they're impressive so far, and it is I I think it's early to start you know claiming things, but they've been doing well. Um, I gotta say though, I honestly the player I'm most impressed with this year has been Shohei. I think oh, Shohei has just been dominant on both sides of the ball. It's, I yeah, he's he's coming into his own, and I feel absolutely awful for him because he's been their best player both as a pitter and as a pitcher, and this team is doing nothing to support that. It's it's crazy how much talent the Angels can accumulate, and it still just never goes anywhere. It's like last offseason, or not last offseason, but after the 2019 World Series, I mean, they they put their foot down and they signed Rendon, who at the time was probably the best bat in baseball. Uh, and ever since he's gotten there, I I don't even know what the fuck he's doing. Like, I mean, he's hurt now, I believe, so he hasn't been playing, but... I think he played today. He might have been hurt earlier in the season then, but... Like, like... In the in the season that doesn't count, he just wasn't there. Like, I don't know what it is, man. I I don't know what the Angels have to do because they they really do acquire tons of talent. Like, they just have a lot of raw talent, but they just never put it together. I don't know what it is. I I I almost wish Mike Trout didn't sign with them because. He's never going to see a World Series. He probably, yeah, he probably never will see a World Series, yeah. Which, it's an egregious waste of talent because at the end of this contract, Mike Trout is still going to be a top player in baseball. I I mean, that is a claim. I mean, a 12-year deal, he's not even 30 yet. I could totally see him being a top-tier player well into his late 30s. He he could, it's possible he could be a... uh a good like corner outfielder um which if he can keep this bat up as a corner outfielder yeah if he if he keeps amazing. yeah if he keeps up the hitting he does um he's going to be set 
Like he'll be a top player for years. Uh, but if he loses his bat, um, and he's obviously eventually gonna lose his, you know, natural ability in the outfield. Um, then, then there's gonna be cause for concern. But yeah, Trout. I, I could. I, I maybe I see the vision on that. Maybe Trout will still be a top player at the end of his deal. I'm looking um, at his contract right now. No trade clause, no opt outs. I would have put some opt outs in this contract because, like, I can't believe he didn't put an opt out, man. Even if it was an opt out, like in 2026 or 2027, what, he still, might not be making yeah, that much I, money. But he would still have a case, chance. Yeah. Look, if this team keeps going like this right now and you had an opt out at like your age 34, 35 season, no you one's going to blame it. you for going to a contender and ring chase on a cheap deal. Yeah. Not a single no. soul is going to blame you. You have earned that right. It's it's a damn shame, man. A lot of baseball's just greatest players ever just don't they just don't have rings, man. Bonds doesn't have one. Ken Griffey never even got to a World Series. Uh either Ichiro. Ted Williams didn't. Ted Williams never Arguably saw a World the greatest series. hitter of all time by some people. He never made it to a or he never won a World Series. I think he did make it to one, but it was a lot easier to make the World Series back then, too. It was. It was, though. Like, you know, it was just if you won the M, if you had the best record in the American League, you move on, which that's a really stupid way to do your playoffs, if you ask me. But yeah, baseball, baseball is kind of famous for its bad rules. <laughs> Speaking of bad rules, this, the fucking runner on second rule to start extra innings, I don't go fuck itself. So I don't understand why it stayed. Um, I don't know why it was even brought into baseball in the first place. But is, is it what was its purpose? Is it pace of play? Is that what it, it was? Okay, so it was to make games end faster so that players would get off the field sooner and there was less of a risk of transmitting COVID, I guess. Which that's, is really shitty when you think about it. I mean, that's not I that there's no way that works. One. Two, I mean, um, COVID, I mean, it's not COVID by no means is over, but like it's in on terms, the downswing. yeah, in terms of MLB teams, I I think they're probably pretty good. They get the best care. Like, I there is no excuse for that rule to still be in play. Like, it's the worst rule in sports. I will stand by. I've said this so many times. I we have probably bitched about this rule. At least 10 times. That's probably like being mad generous. Like it is such an egregious fucking rule. It doesn't make any sense. I'm worried that they're going to add it to the game because, you know, whether or not it has an effect on COVID, it is speeding up games and extra innings. Yeah, it is. But like it's artificial as hell, but it still is at the cost of what? Like at what cost do we need to speed up games? Like. I don't know. Like I've said this multiple times, I would rather watch games go like 16, 18 innings than that. Than an extra inning game that ends in the eleventh on a walk off single on the first pitch of the inning. It just it doesn't make any sense. It it's kind of it is so garbage, honestly, because for the home team, you can literally just sack bunt, sack fly, game over. You, yeah, you can literally win on two sack flies. 
I, yeah. I, like, I'm just waiting for Jake DeGrom to throw a no-hitter, but it, he gets no run support, so it goes into extras, and he loses because he loses despite throwing a no-hitter because he throws two, he gives up two sack flies in the bottom of the 10th. I'm prepared for that to happen. And I'm sure most Mets fans are too, frankly. I mean, that is... Uh, the fact that that's a possibility, man. God. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It really should not be. It is egregious. Like, I... Uh, man. It's, it's just not a good rule. It gets on my fucking nerves, man. It really does. And, I don't and, know, like, whenever I bitch about this rule, I see dumbass morons online saying, like, oh, well, you know, the Red Sox also got this opportunity, too. Or, or were you mad about that? No, dumbass. I'm mad that the rule exists in the first place. It's a terrible rule. The Red Sox can take advantage of the rule all they want as well. I've been consistent Well, yeah, I mean, sides. the rule's there. Every team is going to benefit at some point. It's just how rules work. Yeah, at the end of the, the day, it's a dumbass rule. That doesn't mean I like the rule. If my team wins that way, it's like, oh, well, I, I mean, I guess. I'm never happy about it. But, like, if the rule's there, teams are going to benefit. There's no, you know, there's no way around it. Teams will be hurt and benefit. I just don't understand. I don't understand the thought process at MLB HQ, to be honest. I I have never understood it. It, it honest to God, the MLB like we have done this so many fucking times, but they just don't fix the fucking issues, like blackouts, just a lack of market. Just it's just a lack of marketability, man. Because like there are so many phenomenally young stars in the game that just don't, man, they just don't fucking get any attention. I don't. I've never understood why. This is the MLB stupid. I mean, honestly, mark your IWH bingo cards, by the way, for uh, bitching three times about different things the MLB does stupidly. But um, I just don't understand why they can't operate this sport well. Baseball is still popular, but it's not going to be like hey. that forever if you keep going this course of giving if, you stupid rules yeah, and trying to make the game better. It's not making the game better. Honest to God, baseball, literally, if you played your cards right, could market itself. And I think, honestly, it is the only sport that can do that, except for, like, soccer. But the thing about soccer is it's so fucking massive that... I certainly hope that can be marketed well because it's like, the most popular sport yeah. in the world. Yeah, like, that sport is so marketed that it barely you barely need to put any effort in. Baseball has a potential because... Like, American football and... I mean, basketball does have a pretty wide international reach. But f American football obviously really doesn't. But baseball... Baseball's international reach is... I mean, it's, it's large. Like, it's just... 
like the NBA takes advantage. The NBA takes advantage of their international reach. Like they'll, you know, even the NFL does. And the NFL has no leagues anywhere else, even like, you know, to compare it to, but they still, they'll go to London, um, you know, for like three, four games a year. Um, NBA has started to do that. And the MLB did go to London. Um, they sent Boston Yankees to London. And it was God, a mess. That was a fucking disaster. That was like playing in a little league field. But which I mean, you know, maybe that was a good thing for the marketing overseas. I mean, maybe. Like And that was the when the balls I, were mad juice too. Yeah, like the more I thought about it, you know, those games were like eighteen, sixteen or something like that. It was a good way to get people excited about well, baseball. Okay, that's they're only going to be excited fun. about games overseas because they're going to see games in America go like you know, these games are going to be like you know five to three. Yeah, like, like it's a false it's false advertising because it's like, false advertising. But like if most that's what games yeah. are going to be like in you know England, then yeah, that's good. But it gives them an unrealistic expectation of what baseball is usually like. I think they knew that they had to have known that. I also don't understand if the balls are still juiced. I'm not I don't think they are. I think they did change them for this season. Yeah, they feel changed because balls aren't flying out like they were past couple of years. Oh, and it doesn't help that there's been like five no-hitters already thrown this season. Yeah, there's been so many fucking... There's, there's been a perfect game. John Means was robbed of a perfect game. Um, and that would have been the first one in Oriole history, too. It would have been the first one in like... Eight years or something like that. What? No, there was a perfect game earlier this year. A perfect game? I don't think yeah. there was. Yeah, Joe Musgrove. No, he just threw a no hitter. No, that was a perfect game, dude. Uh, no, it wasn't. He allowed a. He hit someone with a pitch. He, so he was one batter away from a perfect game, which there's been a few of those this season. There's been multiple of those. I think like the first three no hitters of the season were all one batter away from being a perfect game. Yeah, most of them were. There was that one 2012 at like three. I think King Felix or his in 2013. I, I, I think he, no, he might have been 2012. It was one of those years. Felix through the last one. Yeah, 2012. There hasn't been one since 2012. Yeah, but there were, there were three that year. Philip Humber threw one in 2012 against the, who was it? It doesn't even say who he threw his against. It was against the Mariners. And then Matt Kane threw one the day before my birthday. And then Felix Hernandez had his, and that was the most recent one. But it's kind of bizarre. There were three perfect games thrown in one season, and then... Yeah. There was, like, in... I forget when it was... Because I was looking at the history of perfect games, I think there was like a thirty-year gap, um, which is crazy. 
We're due. We're definitely due for a perfect game because we've we've been close so many times. Been so many no hitters. I this has to be up there for most one of the most no hit seasons. And we're only in May. I we're only in May. We've only been playing baseball for like a month, and there's already been like a significant amount of no hitters. I think the ball did change. No, they they absolutely did. And no, fucking nobody was throwing no hitters in the last like couple of years, dude. I don't think there was one last season. There, I think there might didn't, have been one. Oh, didn't Giolito get one? Giolito did throw in last season. Yeah, I th- yeah, he did. Um, man, I. It's weird. I, I, maybe, I don't understand the changing of the balls again. Maybe it's because, because they never came out and said, oh yeah, we, we juiced the balls. Because they never said that. I mean, everyone knew. But they never, like, actually came out and said they did that. So I guess maybe they were just bullied back into changing it without even ever admitting that they were changed. Kind of wish you kept the juice balls. I know it was artificially, like, making the scores go I mean, I was indifferent. I would have been okay with it if they're, like, if they if they did it with like hey if they went to the players association they're like hey we want to change the baseball and make the game a bit more offensive oriented and did it that way i would have been more okay with it but the fact they were just like overnight they just imported these new baseballs that work like tennis balls that i didn't really love yeah that makes sense i guess if they were public with it and they're like, hey, we want to, you know, encourage more offense in our game, that would have been better. I, w- I would have rather done that. Also, MLB needs to actually lean into this let the kids play shit because th- if they do anything, they do anything but let the kids play. Yeah, for real. They really do not encourage the uh, letting the kids play unless <laughs> they, they let the kids play way. in ads. Yeah. They run the let the kids play ads, but when the kids start playing, they they hand out fines and suspensions. They let kids play the the way the uh, founders intended, because uh, Jesus Christ, and that's an issue with marketing too. Because like, if you're gonna start finding guys who are having fun with the game, well, yeah, you can't run marketing ads like let the kids play, and then be like, oh, you reacted to a hitter. Oh, you reacted to being intentionally hit by a pitcher for hitting a home run. We're going to suspend and fine you, but do nothing to the pitcher. Like, you can't do that. Or, uh, God forbid, a pitcher gets upset at you because you bat flip. And see, I, I don't know. See, I hate Trevor Bauer, but the one thing he's right about is letting batters celebrate because he's pro letting batters celebrate. Which you should be, I think. I think that's a 
yeah, no one likes having a home run hit off of them, but you know what you do? You strike them out the next at bat. You know what? Honestly, like, if I think it should go both ways. If a if a hitter hits a big home run, they should celebrate it. If a pitcher gets a big strikeout, they should celebrate it. And not obviously not the way hitters do, like you know, fist pump, bit of a yell, you know, shit like that. You know, That's letting the kids play. Flip the, flip the glove, you know. Flip the glove. I could see Bauer doing that. Bauer flipping that. the glove. Yeah, if anyone was going to do it, it'd be Trevor Bauer. But, baseball just baseball just needs more energy, man. I mean, like, they have it. Like, they have all these young stars. Because, like, honest to God, like, why... If I was running MLB marketing, Acuna and Soto would be on, like, every promotion. Like, I swear to God. Literally, like trout. So there's so many great athletes you can market in this sport, but they just refuse to use them. Like trout, they have never marketed trout. And he plays in the biggest. He, he plays in the. When you think of like you know, America, you're thinking of either New York or Los Angeles, and more often than not, plays, it's Los Angeles. I he doesn't play in the big LA team, but he plays. But he in, still plays an A LA team, which is so bigger yeah. than you know sixty percent of the league at least. That's in that they don't market the angels at all. Yeah, I just it, it doesn't make make it make sense. It'll never make sense. Man. They don't market Trout, who's arguably the best player of all time. They don't market Soto and Acuna, who are both phenomenal young talents. Um, they're starting to market to Tease a lot. Which is good. It's a good start, but like... Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of other young talent too. I don't know. It's it's truly amazing how poorly they do at marketing this sport. I, I mean, it's really it really could be simple, man. It really could. This is a simple fix. And no one seems to want to admit that. No one seems to want to do anything about it. I can't begin to tell you why. The sport, baseball, man, baseball honestly could have a jump to the point where it's huge again if people cared enough it's like hey man like i would say until honestly the 80s maybe you can argue the 70s baseball was unrivaled as the biggest sport in the united states um and then football and basketball have just since then have taken over. Well, what have football and basketball done that the MLB hasn't? They've done a good job marketing themselves. Yeah, marketing and getting, you know, a lot of attention for themselves. I mean, for such the head start the MLB had on those two leagues as well, you would think they uh would be a bit more ahead, 
but no, they they lost their crown pretty easily. You'd think that they would uh, do it better, but evidently not. Hey man, at least uh, you're out of range for Red Sox blackouts. Uh, well, I I always have been. Like I didn't get blacked out at school or anything, but um, the fact that blackouts even exist is stupid. Yeah, we've we that's one we've really drove into the ground. Well, we've driven all these points into the ground. Frankly, it's it's, it's stupid. It's just it's flat out dumb. It is. It really is. Doesn't have to be that way. Doesn't. It really does not. But we we we've gone long enough yeah. on this. We have right. really ripped into him. You know, I hope I hope they hear us. It'd be really nice if they did. They're not going to. No, even if they did, what the fuck would they do? They they they'll take one step forward and then like maybe two or three steps backwards. It's normally how it goes. Pretty much. That's basically how it went. We got Universal DH and we also got uh, runner on second extra. We got so. Universal DH for one season. Crazy how Universal DH went away, but runner on second in extras still still here. I, I whatever you know what fuck it man. thank you for listening to episode 144 of I'm Walking Here you can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast you can follow myself on Twitter at ENM Cusick that is spelled C-U-S-I-C-K you can follow Bryce on Twitter at it's BRIZ I-T-S B-R-I-Z-Z thank you for listening and have a great day <laughs>